Hey dudes, this is The Big Game. I'm Justin Hargett. Few jerseys are as iconic in American pop culture as the Chicago Blackhawks home red. Wayne and Garth sported them in Wayne's World, one of my favorite films. Cameron Fry in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Even Bill Murray got to wear one in Meatballs. So it's not surprising that whenever hockey fans talk about one of the original six clubs, it's usually with a holy reverence reserved only for those other titans like the Celtics and the Packers. Many rooted against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals when they were playing the New York Rangers, myself included, if for no reason other than the fact that they were founded in the 1990s and in a state that actually lacks the ability to form ice. I don't know if that's scientifically true, but I'm pretty sure it is. What we wanted to see was an original six battle between Chicago and New York to decide the winner of the Stanley Cup. Well, that might have been a really great hypothetical series, but it would have been really hard, really tough, for that series to match what we saw this week between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Chicago Blackhawks. Each game was decided by one goal, and until last night, all of the game winners were scored in the third period. Tampa Bay, who led the year in scoring, is one of the youngest and quickest teams in the NHL. And they took a series lead going into Game 4. However, the Blackhawks, whose core has now won three Stanley Cups in six years, wouldn't give up, and they stormed back to take Games 4, 5, and 6, winning last night 2 to nothing in a thrilling series finale. Joining the show is Travis Hughes, hockey editor for SB Nation and the founder and editor of Broad Street Hockey, which covers the Philadelphia Flyers. Many thanks to Travis for joining the show today, who called into the podcast from his Amtrak commute. That is above and beyond, my friend. Thank you. Stay tuned later in the week for our podcast on the NBA Finals. Who's going to take it all, Golden State or Cleveland? My money's on Golden State, but I wouldn't mind seeing Cleveland win either. But for now, enjoy our Stanley Cup special celebrating the Chicago Blackhawks' sixth Stanley Cup trophy. All right, hey Travis, welcome to the big game. Hey, thanks for having me on. So last night, the Chicago Blackhawks won their sixth Stanley Cup on home ice against the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-0. to The atmosphere at the United Center was absolutely electric. I mean, that, it was just a hell of a national anthem that they sang to kick off the game. And then the, the rest of the hockey game lived up to the hype. Um, it was a real thriller, and Chicago was just able to kind of muscle their way to, to a really nice victory and really nice, impressive Stanley Cup win. What did you think of Game Six? It was a great game. You know, I think the you know the Lightning give them credit. They they had a lot of injuries uh, in this series, and you know they're they're a pretty deep team, but there's no team really as deep as the Blackhawks uh, right now um, in the NHL. You know, the Lightning are, are, are certainly just you know they just didn't have exactly what the Blackhawks uh, brought, and um, you know, but I thought it was a great game. I thought that you know, given the Lightning, the injuries the Lightning had, you know, Tyler Johnson was clearly hurt. Um, Kitty Kucherov was hurt, um, and Ben Bishop was we found out after the game was playing with a torn groin. Which this is insane. insane. Yeah, um, yeah, and he was playing like that for most of the series, if not the entire series. So, um, just really crazy stuff. And, and you got to give them credit for the way they hung in there and the way they forced. You know, uh, I mean, the Blackhawks have won three Stanley Cups in six years now, and um, for them to uh, 
for the for the Lightning, you know, a very young team. I think their their average age is like 23 years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a very young team, very inexperienced. You know, I mean, most people on the national stage didn't really know who these guys were. You know, aside from maybe Stephen Santos. Um, right. You know, you hear a guy like Tyler Johnson, and he's in the running for the Smythe football playoffs long until he got hurt, and that you can be a diehard hockey fan and not know who Tyler Johnson is before the playoffs start. <laughs> so, you know, I think that there there are a lot of. Uh, yeah, I think that's the Lightning have a lot to be proud of, and they're definitely going to be a team that's, that's back in the mix in the Eastern Conference for for years to come. I mean, they're 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 all under contract. They're they're a you know a young team, a, a really great team, and they have a lot of top talent. So they're going to be around for a while. But you know, ultimately the Blackhawks are just they're just too good, man. They're just a they're just a, a they're they're a dynasty. I mean, there's no way to there's no way to you know they're not going to they're not going to be considered a dynasty in the same way that the New York Islanders of the '80s, for example, or the Oilers of the '80s are considered a dynasty, but you know, in the salary cap area, in the salary cap area, to win three cups in six years is just remarkable, and it's just it's crazy what they've been able to do. Yeah, you kind of answered one of my questions, which was, you know, there's a lot of this talk last night and this morning in the media about, you know, the Blackhawks being a dynasty, and it, it is really impressive. You know, three Stanley Cups in you know this half of the decade. Do you think that they can continue this this incredible run and kind of keep going for another five years? Or do you think because of, you know, w- the veteran players that they have, you know, or do they have enough young players to kind of kind of keep it going as they sign newer vets? You know, I think it's a really great question, and they can continue to do it, and they can continue to adjust. And, you know, what you need to be able to do to sustain something like this in the salary cap era is, you know, you need to be able to rely on young talent, and you need to be able to constantly be filling that pipeline. Um, you know, you, you need... You're gonna lose, guys. Um, you know, you're gonna. You, you look at the 2010 team, and they they dismantled a lot of that team. You know, aside from the core, obviously, they dismantled a lot of that team after they won in 2010. And a lot of people thought, you know, the Blackhawks were just going for it, and they were gonna be, you know, down to the dumps again after after winning that because they had to ship off so many pieces, um, basically for salary cap reasons uh, in 2010. But you know, they've been able to adjust. They've been able to, uh, to you know, call the audible and and, and make it work on the fly and. You mentioned Steven Stamkos earlier. This is a guy that had a really amazing playoff run, um, you know, as well as guys on his team like Kucherov and Callahan. But for whatever reason, their name just wasn't getting called last night. Was it just Chicago's defense was too stifling against Tampa Bay? It was able to kind of keep their opportunities down? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, the Blackhawks defense did a great job against, against Stamkos. Really, I mean, they held one of the best scoring teams in hockey to 10 goals in the period ahead. I think so, you know, that's, that's remarkable, and it's, it's just, it's extremely impressive. But um, at the same time, you look at a guy like Santos and how many chances he had in game six along. And, you know, I mean, he was, he, 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 he had a good, a good theory. He just couldn't get the puck in that. And, um, that happens sometimes, you know, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, the Blackhawks are doing anything right or that Steve Santos is doing anything wring Um Sometimes it's just the way the puck bounces and, you know, you need a certain amount of luck to be able to uh, to win the Stanley Cup and to win a playoff series. And you know, the Lightning didn't didn't and Stamkos in particular didn't have it in this series. And that's probably a big reason why they lost. In all honesty, I mean, the series was so close, and sometimes it really just comes down to bounces. And I mean, I mean, look, when when Patrick Kingsford scored in Game Six to make the score two to nothing, that was the first two goal lead in the series. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, so this is a, a, just a remarkably close series, right? And, um, you know, sometimes it really just comes down to the bounces, and it, you know, it, it was pretty evident last night in Game Six that Stamkos just 
didn't have <laughs> just didn't have the luck on his side. Yeah, I thought for certain when he at the start of the second period when he got into that one-on-one with Corey Crawford that that was the game right there. You know, I thought he was going to put that yeah. in, and they were they looked so impressive mm-hmm. in the first half, killing off those two penalties. You know, I just thought Tampa had something going for them in this, despite you know all of the noise and 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 you know Chicago having the chance to win it on home ice. It just kind of seemed like they had a little bit of that something in the Rangers series, you know, where, where they were able to go back to New York and steal that game from them. And I thought maybe that they'd be able to do that again here. But then, kind of after that one-on-one play and not scoring the goal, it was all Chicago. They just kind of there was a there was a I think a period of like two or three minutes where they just peppered Ben Bishop with shots. And I think they were just looking for a rebound to come out to try to put one away and, and, and get an easy goal. But they just Chicago just was able to do something there in that second period to just kind of really turn it on its head. Yeah, it was, um, you know, Chicago has, that, and that's where the experience comes in, right, where, you know, you, you, you kind of bend but don't break. Um, and the Blackhawks, you know, they, they did that a lot in a lot of these playoffs. You know, they, they were able to come back and win that Western Conference final against Anaheim after being down. Um, you know, they embarrassed a really good goalie and, and had a great story in Devin Dubnik in the, in the Ralph Breyer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a great story in Minnesota this year, and the Blackhawks were just like, eh, nah, you know, we're going we're gonna to take it from here. Yeah, this one's um, Yeah, so, you know, I mean, you know, the Blackhawks are, are, and I think that's really where the experience comes in, and, you know, the Lightning are a team that will be able to, you know, learn from this and grow, but you know, when you're a team like the Blackhawks, you're not going to get frustrated with even a loss. You know, I mean, I probably would have, even if they were to lose last night. And, and you're right in saying that the Lightning, um, it did feel like a while. Like if they were to get that first goal, then that would have been the game, and they probably would have forced Game Seven. Um, and of course, they didn't get the Dawkins to go their way, and they weren't able to do it. But um, you know, I think that if even if the Lightning did force Game Six, I would still take the Blackhawks in a Game Seven in this situation, just because. You know they're just so experienced and they're and they're they don't get flustered by the uh, mm-hmm. by, by those, those types of uh, experiences. So yeah, I'm uh, kind of thinking of like a parallel in some other sports, like um, maybe like the Boston Celtics of like the late 2000s when they won a title. Yeah. Like just they they were so somebody, they had so I, many. I saw somebody big say yesterday. Yeah, you know, I saw I saw somebody yesterday say that this Blackhawks core is the best core of any team in, in major pro sports and mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to argue with somebody I think the only real you know current, currently at least and I think that the only real competition they might have is like Barcelona but <laughs> yeah. you know that, that's that's about it you know it, 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 it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry at least in North American sports there's just no team that has a core that's really like this anymore. Well, and Corey Crawford's still a young guy, and he's still and he has what almost more playoff wins as a goalie than than anyone else, or, or was it maybe more playoff game wins in, in in a row or something like that? But it seems like you're right. Like they just do have a have a core here that uh, they're going to be able to use going forward. So you know, one of those guys is the goal scorer Duncan Keith. Um, who had 21 points in the playoffs, 700 minutes on the ice. Do you agree that he was the MVP? Uh, he should have won the Consumite Trophy? Oh, easily. He was, he was a unanimous Consumite winner last night. But there are 17 voters, and he got all 17 votes. Yeah, that's um, impressive. But, you know, and it's, it's, it was a clear win. I mean, he, he deserved every bit of it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's anybody else that would even come close 
um, the magic what he did in the series. You know, he was just he just so good. I mean, he plays half the game. He he scored the game-winning goal. Um, yeah, you know, just to cap it off. Right, exactly, right. Just just to kind of put the icing on the cake there. But um, and and last night I I didn't look at the final numbers, and I don't have them in front of me. But I know after the second period, the Lightning had 11 shots on goal, <laughs> and Duncan Keith is a big piece of that. I mean, he blocked two on his own. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he was a great, he was a cross possession player last night, obviously. And, um, you know, he, he's a big reason for why, why the Lightning were shut down so much. Um, but then you look at the flip side, and the Lightning had 11 shots on goal, and Keith had six through two periods. <laughs> so, you know, that just goes to show just how dominant he was in, in, in game six in particular. But, you know, that, that carries through, you know, throughout the entire playoffs and throughout the entire final. You know, the sequence where he scored that goal, it seemed almost clinical. Like, you could put that on a how-to-play-hockey videotape. And, you know, you, you take the shot from, you know, the blue line, you just rip it, slap shot, and then you just follow up, and then you grab that rebound, and you put it right above the goalie. Um, it was yeah, it, so it, clinical and so pretty to watch. Yeah, it really was. And, and you, know, it's, you know, those goals, you know, like a follow-up rebound goal, you know, it's not, not the not maybe the prettiest goal in the world. It's not going to, you know, make any highlight reels, but... It is clinical. It's really a good word for it. You know, it's just it, it, it's just like clockwork. You know, I mean, and that, that's what the Blackhawks really have become. And Patrick Kane too in this game. You know, he got the assist on the first goal, which was a nice pass. And then he, I think, he received a no look pass from Saad to put in the second mm-hmm. one. And and that one too it was kind of the angle was kind of getting smaller as he was skating, but it just it, it looked so great. I mean, they, I think the Blackhawks, like you were saying, you know, the veteran leaders just able to execute at the right times. Yeah, and that's again. I think that's really uh, an experience. You know, they just they, they they're used to being in those positions, and uh, they they have it. And guys like Patrick Kane, man. I mean, like you know, the story coming in was that he only had one goal in the final, and um, you know, all that. And he shows up and he 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 seals up the series with that with that second goal last night, and, and he you know he's a big piece in that game. And you know, he's one of those guys where even if he's you know maybe in a maybe in a rough patch or he's uh you know, maybe he's, he's not putting the puck in the net. You know, he's still a guy that's going to make things happen um, elsewhere on the ice. And, um, it's not always about the goals with him. Um, but, you know, at the same time, he's going to come up big when you need him. And, and that's exactly what happened last time. You know, he's just, a, he's just a great hockey player. And it's interesting that he doesn't, you know, he has two Jonathan Tays around him and he has, he has fucking teeth around him. And, you know, maybe for those reasons, he doesn't get necessarily the respect that, that a guy like Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin might get. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he deserves that for every bit of it, though. You know, I mean, he, he's just an elite hockey player. And he's one of those guys where every time he's on the ice, he makes something happen. And that's a rare breed, you know, especially in the NHL. It's just really hard to do on a consistent basis. And Patrick Kane seems to, seems to be able to do it year in, year out, game in, game out. Well, yeah, so speaking of great players, uh, you know, you're a Flyers fan. How did it feel to see Kimo Timonen, former Philadelphia Flyer, win the Stanley Cup for the first time in the very last game of his 20th season? Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I did tear up about it a little bit. I mean, he's just, a, he's a great dude. Um, I've had the chance to speak with him on multiple occasions. He's just a really great down-to-earth guy, and um, you know, he's, he's been through so much in his career. Um, I wrote about this last night after the game. He, he had won. Uh, he, he'd been the runner-up in basically every major hockey tournament. Um, in the world, um, wow. he had finished. Uh, he, he won silver at the Olympics. He won silver at the World Championships. He, he came in. You know, he lost to the Blackhawks in the semifinal final in 2010 with the Flyers. Um, he finished fourth in the World Juniors. Um, 
the only actual championship he had that he had in his career was was over in Finland before he came over to the NHL. Um, but he was still pretty young. So, um, you know, for the last 20 plus years, he hadn't won anything. You know, he's come so close so many times. He he lost the gold in 2006 in Torino. He lost the uh, he lost the Finland lost the gold medal to uh, at Sweden um, by one goal, and it was a third period goal. Um, you know, he, he's been just so close to the top of the mountain so many times. And, you know, people are going to say that, you know, he he didn't necessarily win this cup with the Blackhawks, but he wasn't a big piece of the team, you know, trade deadline acquisition. And, you know, he only played three minutes in game six or whatever it was. And, um, you know, but, but it, I think that matters less when you when you take into account his entire career. And he's had a championship um, Hall of Fame, maybe not, probably for a Hall of Fame career, you know, but... He's just—he's one of the best finish hockey players of all time, which is a huge deal. He is—he's kind of flown under the radar as a top defenseman in the NHL for the last 15 years or so. Um, but there's no doubt about it that it's more than deserved, and uh, it's just—it's just a really great story. Yeah, it's incredible to see a happy ending in sports. You know, when we're confronted so often with with the dubious and the strange, uh, and the stranger than fiction, it's—it's it's nice to see. You know, really, you know, monumental career, you know, celebrated with a Stanley Cup victory. It's just kind of a nice, yeah. nice feeling. Yeah, and then you look at the, you know, the, the the issues he had last summer. You know, we thought his career was over last September. You know, he, he had this blood clot issue last summer, and you know, he didn't come back to the Flyers last to ever put on skates again. And he went, I think, six or eight months without without skating, and he had this blood clot issue where he couldn't he couldn't take contact, he couldn't play the game, and. Uh, you know, he decided, um, you know, he cleared up a little bit towards the end of the season or towards the middle of the, the, the season, and, you know, he, he decided to make a run for it, and uh, the Flyers were kind enough to trade him to a contender. Uh, the Flyers actually got good, good value on the trade, for, for the record, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, but but regardless, you know, they, they traded him to Chicago, and, and it all worked out. You know, Kimo risked a lot. I mean, there was, there was a chance that, that he wasn't, you know, that, that, you know, if he got hit on the ice or something, you know, that he wouldn't... Um, you know, there, there was real danger there yeah. with his health, and, and uh, you know, he, he decided to, to risk it for one more chance to uh, to go at a cup, and it's just really awesome to see it actually happen. So yeah. stories don't usually happen, you know? It doesn't usually happen that way. Yeah, it's a great gamble, and it's so nice to hear that it paid off, especially, you know, now knowing all of that about his health. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, exactly. So last question for you here. What are your projections for next season? You write about hockey all of the different teams for uh, for SB Nation. So who should we be watching as we go forward? Should we be watching these teams? Um, or are there some other up-and-comers that maybe got knocked out of the playoffs early or that didn't quite make the playoffs that might have a better year next season? Yeah, I think that you have to look at these teams. These teams are both very good hockey teams. And, you know, the Lightning are still young, and they're going to be around for a while. The Blackhawks are still pretty darn young, and they're going to be around for a while. And, and as we talked about earlier, they just, seem to constantly adjust and, you know, add young pieces and, you know, get rid of replaceable parts and replace them with talented enough or, or in some cases, more talented young players. Um, so I don't see the Blackhawks, uh, I don't see the Blackhawks dying off anytime soon. So I think are going to be there for years to come. I think that, you know, some other teams maybe to keep, keep an eye out for, you know, the New York Rangers are still pretty good. You know, they're, they're, they're dangerous. In the Western Conference, I think that, you know, maybe, maybe the Los Angeles Kings make another run at it. I, I'm not exactly sure. You know, they had a rough situation on defense this year. And, um, but, but I'd like to think that they're not uh, 
too far off. Mm -hmm. uh, the New York Islanders are a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, I was really yeah. disappointed we didn't get the New York-New York playoff round. I thought that would have been really fun. Yeah, you know, I thought so, too. I was kind of looking forward to that one, too. You know, and, and, and but, but you know, the team that eliminated the Islanders, the Washington Capitals, is the team to look, look out for as well. I mean, I think that, you know, Alex Ovechkin's a really great hockey player, and, and they've really started to, you know, I think that he's really coming into his honor, Barry Trotz, and, you know, I think that they're, they're a team with a bright future. They have some questions in free agency this year, namely Mike Green. But you know, we'll see, see how that plays out. I think that they're still going to be a good this year. Well, how about how about your you Flyers? Know. Do you think they're going to? Yeah, they're not. They're not going to be for about what's relevant for a bit. Um, <laughs> they're 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 not going to be. I don't think they're going. You know, maybe they're a borderline playoff team uh, next year. But I, you know, I, I see them in pretty much the same boat they were in this year. Um, they might go a little bit younger, and they're they're a few years off. Um, and I think there are a lot of teams that are, you know are a few years off. So. Um, yeah. You know, the teams at the top are gone. I don't see any of them significantly falling off. I don't see any of the teams at the bottom, you know, making significant jumps. Um, you know, it's always around the middle where, where it gets a little interesting. And, you know, the Islanders are one of those teams. Capitals are one of those teams. Maybe Minnesota is one of those teams. Maybe the St. Louis Blues are one of those teams. Um, Dallas Stars could potentially be one of those teams. I mean, there are a lot of teams, like, in the middle. But, you know, I think for the most part next year, the top stays the top and the bottom stays the bottom. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the big game and talking about the Stanley Cup, Travis. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. All right, thanks. All right, everybody, that's it for the big game. If you haven't yet, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review if you like what you hear. Follow us on Twitter at BigGamePod. And check out our website, BigGamePod.com, and catch up on all of our past episodes. Stay tuned for more later in the week when we get to the NBA Finals.